Welcome to Changeable. This is episode number 102, Freedom from Planning and Control with Michelle Vineyard. You're tuned in to Changeable with Dr. Amy Johnson. Changeable podcast is all about breaking habits, ending anxiety, and the ironic way change really works. So sit back, relax, and enjoy the show. Hey everyone, welcome to Changeable. In this episode, I talk with Michelle, who I've been able to get to know pretty well over the past three years. And I love, I love how this conversation unfolded. So I knew it was going to be good because I've seen Michelle go through so much change. When she first came into a little school of big change, um, I think about two and a half years ago, um, she just had a lot of thinking and was trying to figure it all out with her head. And a lot of things really resonated with her. Um, but I can remember Amanda and I at times having conversations or or just, you know, touching base on how people were doing. And Michelle was on our mind a lot, you know, like how can we help her kind of just see this beyond this rigid, like intellectual sort of way. And she, um, as she talks about in this episode, she was super into planning everything. I mean, she planned her life basically, kind of literally from the the time she she assumed she might die backward to the present day. She lived and died by her planner. Um, and it, from the outside, it looked it didn't didn't look all that extreme to her friends and family. It was like, wow, Michelle's the one to go to if you need something organized or planned, or you know, she's got it all together. But as she talks about in this episode, it felt very heavy and it felt necessary, not like helpful, but necessary, and um, like a way of her trying to control life. And she talks about when that started, where it came from, which I just think is so fascinating. And she also really walks us through how things have changed in the past three years. And it's huge. I can't even tell you in so many ways, I don't even recognize her as that person from three years ago at all. She's softened. She's deepened. She's seen so much. She's had, went through a really major loss that cracked her open, as she says, and just showed her so much. Um, and I love the conversation we have in this episode about her son who went to live abroad, has been living abroad pretty much forever since he was 15. He's now 19. And how like how that comes to be from a person who didn't like to travel herself and planned and controlled everything. Like how does it come to be that you feel okay letting your your young son go live in Japan and all these places abroad when all her friends were saying, are you crazy? But I I absolutely love what she speaks to in this. Like that was so, the planner and the controller was so much a part of her mind and her psychology, but from the whole time, she knew it was okay. From a place far beyond the place that managed the plans, she knew it was okay. She knew this was him and and he didn't belong to her and he wasn't hers to control. And it's just so cool and amazing how she talks about it. So enjoy this episode with Michelle. I know you will. Hi, Michelle. Thanks so much for coming on Changeable. Hi, Amy. Thanks for having me. Yeah, I'm really looking forward to this conversation um, because as we were just saying before I hit record, um, I've seen a lot happen for you in the past two to three years. And um, 
Yeah. And I just know, oh my gosh, like, like I know this has been an even longer journey than that for you, but, but just, uh, just in kind of the way you see things and the way you are in life, uh, I've seen it drastically change in probably the last two and a half years. So I just think there's so much good to kind of look at and talk about. Yeah. You've been with me as I've been going down this path and I've definitely had so many experiences with this understanding that have, have opened life open the doors of life in a wider way. I guess that's how I would describe it. Um, so the the illusion of control that I have it had was a big one that kind of fell away. And um, you know that I was so planner-centric and uh, my planner had all the answers. And uh, just seeing that that was not the way that life worked and that I was creating a lot of my own suffering by uh, living by my planner and the rules that I had made up for myself in life. Yeah. Yeah. So tell us a little bit how you used to be with your planner and with other things. So right shortly, I guess when we met and like when we were first together, you were in, um, in the business world and in other work. And yeah, what was that? And I know the, the control thing has been a huge thing for you. So what was your control like kind of back then? Yeah, so I um, I grew up in a very crazy household, like many people that are listening to this. Uh, I'm sure they, they have had that experience. So I had this need to, or felt I had this need to control everything so nothing bad would happen. And that sort of manifested itself in my adolescent years and uh, Later, as this need to control with a planner, um, how my days were going to look. And I mean, I would even get so crazy as to try to plan my life out in an Excel spreadsheet from like the time I was going to die to the current moment. I mean, it was the, the amount of planning and efforting that went into that. And I also internalized everything uh, because I, I grew up thinking that I couldn't rock the boat. Like I needed to keep everything inside and keep everything status quo. And so there was a lot of that control piece going on, um, which which came out in the need to plan, the Excel, like, um, and if anything came into my day that was not with my, you know, going with my planner and how the day looked to my mind, I, I would just go into sort of a, an emotional frenzy. Again, it was all internalized. A lot of people that knew me, uh, they knew I was a planner and they thought it was a great, efficient way to be, but they didn't see what was going on inside of me. Yeah. Yeah. I love that, that it, you know, to the outside world, it just looked like, whoa, she's got it all together, you know, but it was, it felt, it didn't feel just all together to you. It's had a control over you. Yeah. Yeah, It felt really heavy. It felt really heavy. And I had a knowing that life wasn't supposed to, it, it, it did that didn't feel right to me. The fact that life was feeling heavy, I had a knowing that that part wasn't quite on point, but I didn't know where to look. Yeah. So can you, um, when you look back now at like your childhood and stuff, do you see sort of the, the wisdom and the intelligence and how, how you tried to kind of just deal with that, but then it, it kind of went, you know, beyond what was helpful, but do you kind of see the, the core of like intelligence in that? 
Absolutely. I spent a good deal of time being upset and angry about that point in my life. And now I see it just in such a bigger way that um, at the time, my body, my mind were working as great systems, trying to protect me, trying to save me, trying to do what they needed to do. And so they were working just fine. And um, my, my mind created a story out of that and my mind held on to it. And when I got out of those circumstances, my mind was still holding on to that story that was no longer necessary for me to be holding on to. And it was coming up in the present moment like it was actually real time happening. Yeah. And so one of the biggest things that I've been able to uh, see with this understanding that has been just life changing for me is... Um, having a relationship with my mother and that I did, I wasn't able to have, but now I see that she was simply doing the best that she could where, where she was at with her understanding. And a lot of that anger and resentment that I had towards her where we couldn't have a really good relationship has fallen away. And I am so eternally grateful for seeing that and for her being in my life. I love her so much. We had, she came to my office a couple of weeks ago and we had a five hour conversation and we didn't even know where the time went. And before this understanding that would not have been possible for me. That's amazing. And that you didn't, you never set out to work on your relationship with your mom. It just no. kind of happened. It evolved. It evolved. Yeah. 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 That's amazing. I love just to, you know, just that, um, to make that piece really clear though, how we just, we all go through hard stuff when we're kids in our own way. And, and we just do the best we can to compensate all from our heads, of course, but it's, but it's really wisdom running the whole thing saying, Hey, something doesn't feel right here. What am I going to do to make it better? And we're little kids, so we don't have very good ideas. <laughs> so we stumble upon things and then they become habit. And then, as you said, they, they start to just take over and then you get evidence and feedback throughout life that it shouldn't, that maybe this isn't the best strategy. So say a little bit about that. Like as you were an adult who was, you know, planning everything, you said you kind of, kind of knew, or at times you saw, yeah, life probably shouldn't be this hard. Like how did that bit look to you? Yeah, it's just, it was more of a feeling, um, and I look back and I see now that life was pulling me forward with the wisdom. I just wasn't aware of it. It was always there. So what was happening was there was a friction between that wisdom wanting to come through that's always there and that um, that need to control that was still hanging around that was no longer useful. And so it was creating this little bit of friction, which felt like heaviness to me. And I was seeing it as something bad that needed to go away. And it was causing me pain and suffering. When in reality, it was just a beautiful part of the process of life with so much wisdom in it. And when I was able to kind of let go of all that thinking and just listen in a deeper way, that wisdom kind of came through and I, I was able to sort of start letting go of that old story that no longer served me. And that's what's so beautiful about this understanding is it opens doors so that you see new things that have always been there, but you just didn't see them from where you were at at that time with that current thinking. 
Yeah. And that I love how you said that because everybody's had so much of that, that friction. And it looks like, oh gosh, now I have another problem. Like this, I don't like this feeling, something's wrong. You know, it just looks like another problem. But to be able to see, no, that was actually your nudge all along the way saying, hey, there's a better way. Yeah. And I remember us having this conversation and I used to see the human part of life so separately and this, and the formless uh, wisdom piece, like separate aside from me or outside of me. And now I just see it as a beautiful synergy that all works together and, and life is so beautiful and that heaviness uh, can creep in from time to time, but there's wisdom in it now. It's not, and it, and it's not like it hangs around a long time. I see it and it moves on, but I can get that little piece of wisdom or that little nugget that's in there now. And the heaviness is really pretty much evaporated. I don't really have that feeling much anymore at all. Yeah. That's awesome. So, so what was the kind of journey like, um, and maybe you're still on it, I don't know, but like, you know, from planning your life from death to present day, (laughs) like where you were a few years ago to, um, yeah, to however it looks now, like kind of, you know, holding the plans really loosely, like, was it really hard at times? Were there times when um, you felt like you wanted to cling to the plans, but you kind of backed off or did it just all kind of start to fall away on its own or how did that go? Oh, yes, it's been a journey. And it does continue to be a journey. But I would have to say I feel like it's a lot easier now, whatever easier means. Um, It is so funny, because I'll go through, uh, I I listen to all the calls in the school. And I hear people say, uh, being a frustration, because they're not getting it. And I've so been there, because for me, this has been such a journey. Uh, I wasn't a quick study. And um, so now, you know, it's been a journey every day. I see more. And I, I, I really think that this is going to continue from now, you know, until the time I transition that I'll just keep seeing more. Um, but the, the planner piece for me now, I have my planner, but I use it more for like a guidance, a a guidance system loosely. Like I will, uh, maybe plan out a week ahead very loosely. And then when I wake up in the day, I'm open to that shifting and I'm very fluid with the planner. Now it doesn't, um, it doesn't hold the value that it did for me previously. And that my entire life was, in the planner. And what I love about this is life is in real time. I remember you said to me one time that I was trying to plan out the real time of life and it couldn't work that way. And that was a really uh, eye-opening moment for me that life and the wisdom that comes to us, it has to work in real time. And so that's a, that's a huge piece of where this, uh, this incessant planning has kind of fallen away for me. Yeah. Well, I I think um, to see that it's an ongoing journey. And like you said, when you hear people say like, I'm not getting it or something. I mean, that was you for a while, like where you knew there was something to this, but man, like it, you know, and um, Amanda and I remember when you were first in the school too, and you had so (laughs) many questions and they were great questions. They were excellent questions. Um, But it was like, there was an answer and there was just so much of a trying to figure it out. You're not alone in that. I mean, that's how many of us kind of first come to this. 
But I love that you can see that in others, recognize that in others and share it because I think that's one of the biggest frustrations. And unfortunately, it probably even turns a lot of people away from this understanding because they think everyone else seems to be getting it right away except for me. But it's not an overnight thing for many people. No. And once you're on it and things start falling away, it'll be just a continuous process for the for the rest of your life. This is the only thing that I have ever found that's that is like that. And I think because it's it's grounded in truth about how we work. Yeah. Yeah, and once you um did start really waking up to it though, that's the flip side of this. And again, everybody's journey's different, but it just felt like you were just suddenly like just so much was falling away, you know, and then um, you had some losses in your life and some things that I think propelled a lot of that even because they yeah. gave you these opportunities to just have like huge chunks of old thinking and identity felt like they were just falling away. Mm. Absolutely. Yeah. So there, it, there's these points that are very interesting with this understanding where you, you see where you were. And you kind of get a feel for where you're going. But there's this in-between place that can feel kind of excruciating at times. And so there have been those points. And and I see those now for what they are. To me, it's a space where there's an opening for wisdom to come through. And I can just sit in those spaces and kind of just be there and see what's coming next instead of sitting there and suffering, which is beautiful. Those places do do exist in this understanding, though, kind of that in-between place. And I know I, I listen to the calls and I hear a lot of people that may experience some suffering being in that place, but I think it's perfectly normal. That in-between place is there always. We're always in an in-between state. And mm-hmm. so there's just a comfort level I have with that now. But as you know, I did experience a loss that kind of cracked me open and I wasn't sure if I was going to talk about this today, but it was so, it was so monumental in my life and continues to be. And I really saw the principles in action in this loss. So I, um, my nephew, I lost my nephew like a year and a half ago to a drug overdose. He was only 19 years old. And this, this loss kind of cracked me open. Um, I, I had so much hope for him. I had, I had an idea of how his life should go. He actually lived with us for a while because I was trying to, to help him, whatever, whatever that meant. I was trying to set him on the right path and guide him and, and let him see more to life and all these things that I was trying to do for him. And then, uh, he, he moved out and, you know, unfortunately that, is how it ended. And I remember the day we got the call that he was gone. And it's so interesting now as I look back and you know how this this has been quite a journey for me. But looking back, there's so much wisdom in it. My my mind could not think. When when I heard my husband tell me that he was gone, my mind could not come up with any thought around it. It couldn't put any context around it. But my body still moved through the motions of what needed to be done. I knew I needed to call my son right away and tell him he was in Germany at the time and tell him that his cousin had passed before anybody else told him. I just knew that even though I couldn't think like I couldn't put any context around what was going on. So my body moved through the process and over the 
over the couple days after, um, I kind of was just going through the motions of living. I would get up, get dressed, go to my office and just sit because I did not have the ability to think. I kind of numbed out. And then like um, the beautiful way that life works, like that cork that's floating to the surface, right? Um, I started coming out of that and I felt the mo- the deepest emotion that I had ever felt in my life. Um, my, I would be described as emotionally controlled. That's how, you know, that controlling my emotions was a part of all of this control piece that had been going on. And once I started coming out of this inability to think, the, the control and the emotions just um, went by the wayside. And I had no control over my emotions were just coming through and coming through. And there was a clearing in that or a peace in that. And, and even so, I was able to uh, just be pulled forward in life and not have to do anything and let the process unfold. And I remember the day uh, that we, I gave a, a, a speech at his memorial service. It was only like a week later. And this is where I really saw this understanding uh, in in practice. It was so interesting to me as I watched the, it's almost like I watched the day unfold outside of myself. And I got to the, I got to the service and I was in a, I was actually happy and in a good mood and I greeted everybody. I hugged everybody. And there had been some words coming to me that I don't think were my words, but I needed to jot them down on paper and I knew I needed to say them at his service. And when it got time to get up and speak, I got up and um, I fell apart. I, f- I went to the rawest emotional place that I have ever been in my life, and there was no control over it. it. I got up and I fell apart in front of all these people. And I spoke the words that I need, that had been coming to me. And my body was doing something. I don't even know what it was doing, Amy. My husband got up and he had to help, help like, hold me up. I had to lean on him because I, my legs were shaking. I was falling apart. And yet my, that little habitual piece in my mind said, you need to project your voice so the people in the back can hear what you're saying. <laughs> it was so wild. And then I, and then I said what I needed to say. I, I, I went through that process. I sat down and it was gone just like that. And I was, oh, I was okay. I was able to continue on through the day you know, at the service in a somewhat happy mood. I mean, what was that? It was yeah. just so amazingly beautiful. And the wisdom from what I went through, it just keeps hitting me that, you know, I thought that I thought that there was something better for him and I wanted his life to look a certain way. And I thought that nobody that I had seen come into this world should leave it before I do. And what I thought didn't matter. Life was showing up and I'm okay and he's okay, you know, and everybody will be okay. And there's no answers. That was the other part. And I don't need the answers and I'm okay with that too. Oh, I love, I love everything about that. I love like just that, that that happened, you know, after controlling emotion for so long that it happened in the biggest, craziest way in front of everyone. But then when you just 
it just moved through you how swiftly it moved out and how different things were. And then the clarity that it brought with it, not that it didn't come back or anything like that, but it's like that, those big waves of emotion, they just, they wash so much clear and they leave something that feels so wise and helpful. Yeah. And, and, you know, so much of when we say like it lingers or all of this is like, we're feeling it halfway because we're pushing it away and we don't want, we're afraid to feel it or we're trying to stay in control. So I love in that story, it's like, there was just no staying in control and look what a payoff that had. Yeah. And it continues. Like I will have days where I don't know why I'm sad, but I will just start crying. And And then the next minute, I'll feel fine and happy again. And it's okay. I don't need to control that. So it's so interesting, like you said, so unexpectedly how that showed up in my life and how that emotional control released and how, how what a blessing that's been to be able to know, to just be able to feel anything and sit in deepest, darkest moments and know there's a beauty in it. I mean, what a gift. Yeah. And that... And that you aren't, well, I don't know, you tell me, but it sounds like you're not not at a place now where you're saying like, um, where your mind can get on board with the fact that he's gone and it was supposed to happen. But it was almost just like a loosening, it felt like, of all that stuff that you really firmly believed before, which I think we all have beliefs about that, that we might not even recognize we have. People younger than us, they shouldn't die before us. And he, you know, you tried to help him and all of that. It's like all of that, you just, you don't see it opposite so much as you just see that your mind was making all that up to begin with. Exactly. The context in the story, it did not matter. In the end, it just did not matter, whatever I was putting around it. And so because I've been able to release all that story around it, and my mind tried, oh, it tried to put a reason around it and put context around it. But there's so much peace in just being able to sit with the neutral circumstance of he's gone. There's just peace in that for me and not having to find answers or put a story around it or have all these scenarios play in my head. Wow. So, and sometimes, I don't know if you could even answer this, but do you feel like since that experience, um, like that has cracked open so much, like life looks different now in many ways since then? Oh, absolutely. Um, See, life isn't personal, and and I knew that, but I know that on another level now. I think we get custom designed insights, but I but life is not personal, and so there's just so much freedom in that for me, and mm-hmm. um, and I think that that was something that was driven home by this loss. But the but the beauty in it keeps coming. Like I just keep seeing more and more around life and it's a gentle, it's like a gentle guidance. It's like a voice, a gentle voice that comes in and says, yeah, Michelle, that's what that was about. And it's just such a beautiful, gentle way. I get these messages, not that harsh fear-based, you know, eh, 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 all the heaviness I felt all the time, but just a beautiful flow. Yeah. Um, we had, you probably saw it, Jules Kennard. It was the guest speaker in the school last month and she lost, well, her daughter died and then her son was taken from her in a custody battle. Um, and she had such a similar thing. And this all happened like in the same week. Um, 
But she said a similar thing that was so profound for her. It's like, I saw that life wasn't personal. Life wasn't doing this to me. Life wasn't happening to me. Life was just happening. And there is like just such a huge space that opens up in that, that your mind is still hating what happened, but it, but you kind of know you're onto that in a different way because it didn't happen to you. It's not about you. Yeah, it's an it's an awareness now. You have an awareness of what's going on. When uh, that was the piece I was missing in all of this was I was exp- I'm not experiencing the circumstance. I'm experiencing my thinking about the circumstance. And once I started to see that, and it applies it applies to everything. There's no exceptions. Um, th- it that's where things open up because you open up to what's outside of your experience. Yeah. Yeah, I love that. So let's talk about your son a little bit um, because he's he's a unique guy. <laughs> he's you always he describe is. him as an old soul, <laughs> and like he's had such a journey that's different from a lot of kids or young men his age. Um, and and I'm excited for you to tell us a little bit about that because now knowing that you had everything super planned out and under control for most of his childhood, it's kind of an enigma like how this all came to be. So tell us about like his life. I know. Oh, my son, he's been my biggest teacher. He really has. So, um, well, his conception was very well planned out. (laughs) So yes, it was, it was on my schedule. And then there was no more planning after that point. (laughs) Yeah. And it was so interesting because I had this knowing that I just wanted better for my, I didn't know if it was going to be children or child. It ended up being a child, but I always knew I just wanted better for him than I had. And I didn't know what that meant. Um, So so life unfolded and, and, you know, to me, I was giving him better, you know, my, I was married to my husband. My, we both had stable jobs, you know, Hunter didn't want for anything. Life was going along good in that way. Um, but then he threw me a little interesting curveball. So he came home when he was 14 and he had this application for, uh, it, to be an exchange student. And he goes, I'm doing this. And I think he even had some of the form filled out in pencil, you know, and he's just, I'm doing this. So I didn't give it too much thought. And um, what we, I filled out the application and he got selected for an interview. It was through our local rotary. So he goes and does the interview and uh, lo and behold, he was chosen to be a potential exchange student. And then there was a lot of uh, prep work at any time where he had to do all these exercises to make sure he would be ready. Mind you, he's still just 14, trying to get ready to go. And any time he could be weeded out. Um, And he was chosen. He was chosen. He made it through all of that. And, And my husband and I were out of our league here. We couldn't give him guidance. We couldn't prep him for these interviews. We couldn't be there with him. He just did it. And how that ended was he went to Japan for a year when he was 15 years old and uh, studied in high school there. And so here I am in upstate New York and my 15 year old son is in Japan. And, you know, it was, it, it almost was like it was unfolding and I had this knowing that everything was going to be fine. And I didn't have very much thinking about it at all. We just rolled with it. You know, he went off, he did his thing. 
And there was uh, points when he called home. There were a few points when he just, he was having a a tough time. And I couldn't, I couldn't uh, talk to the host family directly. We had to go through somebody. So there were language barriers and, you know, there were moments, but all in all, it went really well. And I was at peace with it. And people would say to me, I don't know how you can let your child do that. You know, there was a lot of people around me that had a lot of what I would call fear-based thinking. Uh, you know, they didn't understand how I could let my child go out into the world like that. And they did, they said they couldn't do that for their children. But with Hunter, it's like, I just had a knowing that he would need guidance, but not necessarily traditional parenting. And I don't know if you ask me how I know this or how I knew this. I can't tell you that. I just went with my guidance on it and and let it flow so he went to japan he did his year he came back um and he finished high school early he did some additional travels to germany and brazil he went back to japan because um he he fell in love with his host families there and and they really were especially one couple in particular had become like second parents to my son really um forming a bond and a relationship and we actually joke with them that we share we share hunter so what was interesting out of all this and and still like right now he's in spain living in spain and going to school there and i just have i've always had this peace about him and a knowing that he has his own guidance system and he came through me but he's, he's, he was never mine. You know, his own wisdom and his own guidance will, will serve him in life. And I'm here for guidance if he needs me, but yeah, just letting him have that freedom to explore. And I've learned so much from him. And you know that, um, I had a big, uh, sort of angst around travel. And so what was so interesting was, um, Hunter has really been a catalyst for my husband and I to do more traveling because I ran out of excuses to, he wanted us to come to Japan and I kept making up excuses. And then finally I ran out of excuses and I went and I fell in love with it. And, and the same thing with Spain. And so now my husband and I are looking at a location independent lifestyle where we're just going to be traveling part of the year. And I really attribute so much of this to my little son who had his own GPS and how the heck did I know he was going to teach me so much in life? And he's not mine. That's the thing. Like it's such an amazing thing. The parenting thing. I say it's one of the hardest things we'll do, but what a blessing when we can look beyond that traditional parenting role and see the wisdom that our kids are have for us. Yeah. That's amazing. And to know that's why I'm glad we got to talk a little about your background before the Hunter story. Because I mean, that's that's huge for anyone to let your 15-year-old just go and to see so clearly in him, like this was just, he was doing it. And, and you guys had every reason and all your friends saying, are you crazy and all of that, but it just on some level felt right. So that wisdom, even before you knew it was as a thing, even when you were trying to hold everything together in life and plan everything in your planner, that, that trumped everything. Like you felt that wisdom in, in this area, at least, and in other areas of life before it, it had any kind of 
sense to you mentally, you know, and, but in like, look at what came of that. So I just, I just think it's so awesome. And I love that message about, you know, for us all to see, like, we don't own anyone or anything, not even a little bit. Like we're just blessed to get to see it all unfold as it's meant to unfold as, or as he or she is meant to unfold in front of us. Exactly. Yeah. And that's what I mean. Like all of life is so beautiful. You know, even the moments that I was sitting with him uh, in despair, I know the day he came, the night we picked him up when he came home from Japan, um, he was so happy to see us and he was hugging us. And the next day, we, him and I just sat together and, and he just cried all day. And I cried with him because he was, you know, he was really missing Japan and he, that's what he had come to know. And, Mm -hmm. and to, and we, I just knew he would be okay. And he knew he would be okay. And to see his resilience and he's had to say goodbye. And to so many people as he's done all these travels in his short 19 years and the the resilience that he has is just such a there's so much wisdom in that for me and i just learned so much from him every day oh i love it it really kind of helps you see too i think we get the teachers in our life children and otherwise that we most need no question Absolutely. there's intelligence and all that yeah yes and I love too what you said about the travel because I remember when you were just kind of like, you know, you live in a small town upstate New York. It's not like you guys had traveled all over with Hunter and fostered that in him, but he's fostered it in you. And now you're like selling your house and planning to be, have all these different home, traveling homes. And that's amazing. Yeah, it is amazing. And And what it really feels amazing is I just... Sometimes I just sit and overwhelm a little bit about all that I have seen and I get so excited about what more there is to see. And so that's how I wake up in my days now. Instead of having that heaviness, it's like, what else is out there? And if it's this good, you know, even when I'm in my darkest days, there, it can be like, there's just so much more out there and it's just amazing. I mean, life is just so beautiful. It is. I think of um, what you said last time we spoke a couple weeks ago uh, that, you know, if, if this is what you have to look forward to for the next 40 years, yeah. you'll take it. Yeah. <laughs> You're like, yeah. Hey, if I got 40 more years of this unfolding and opening up, which you do, I'll take it. Like, that's amazing. Yeah, I think it's just an awakening to what we are. And and we're all doing it. That's the thing. This is, it's not that you and I are special. Um, It's available to everybody. And it's there. It's already there. I just like to say, I tell my coaching clients, it might be covered up by a little road dirt, but it's there. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, I love it. Thank you so much, Michelle, for sharing your story. And I know so much of this is going to resonate with a lot of people. It's so helpful. Thank you, Amy. You've been such a guiding light in my life. Thank you so much for listening to Changeable. If you enjoy this podcast, please let me know by subscribing or maybe even considering leaving a review. iTunes reviews are so valuable in helping other people who need change to find their way here. Talk to you next week.